Hi, my name is Caroline Whalen. Welcome to the Fourth Line Careers podcast. Every fortnight, I or one of my colleagues is speaking to top talent within the risk and regulatory space, taking a closer look at their career journey thus far and hopefully gaining an insight into what it takes to thrive in this space. This week, we're joined by Barrett Thankey. He is a seasoned CRO with significant experience in managing risk and compliance functions, developing and implementing risk management and governance frameworks that meet various regulatory requirements. He's operated in a variety of different companies across financial services with a more recent specialism within building societies. really enjoyed about the chat with Barrett um, is he's a really personable guy. He's got a wealth of experience across a range of different companies. So it gives you really valuable insights um, into how you go about approaching new assignments. He's got a really flexible, really open approach. He's always willing to learn and develop himself, which is kind of why you can see um, why he's made a good success of going in as an interim CRO to, to lots of different companies. In this conversation, we cover some really interesting topics, um, really focusing on the increasing importance of risk management. This is particularly relevant for people that are starting out within risk, but also more seasoned and um, permanent or contract um, members of staff. Obviously, the, the, the changing climate um, is bringing up new challenges every day, and that, that's some of the topics that we, we discussed today. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or any of the platforms you use to listen to your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Barrett Thankey. Right, Barrett, first question for you. Um, how did you get into the world of risk? What? Uh, that is a very interesting question because when I started off, that was uh, uh, when I was in um, IB National, as it was then, uh, which is Santander now, uh, having qualified as a chartered accountant with uh, KPMG and Anderson's, my focus had been very much on controls, auditing, uh, governance. And, uh, and then I saw Basel I coming into play uh, in risk management. And I thought, actually, what I was really doing was an, was actually looking at the controls, looking at how the numbers are being developed, uh, looking at the governance side of things. And that gave me a really good view of what the business, how the business was operating across different departments. What this gave me was an opportunity to look at proactively how I can help the business in live environment before anything that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's actually helping them uh, evaluating, developing controls, managing risks, helping the directors in terms of addressing any issues that could come up. So that was a very exciting time. So I wanted to be proactively engaged with the business. 
And yeah. risk management gave me that opportunity. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. We, you know, we've seen, I guess, over the years, I've seen a number of people that have come through, um, particularly like the ACA route, where they've gone into internal audit and, as you say, wanted to be a bit more proactive as opposed to, you know, look, looking forward as opposed to looking backwards and, and yeah. being able to support the business strategically. So that that, that totally makes sense. Um Think, I guess thinking about the market right now, what, what do you think the biggest challenges are um, in the market? Yeah, yeah I, th- I think uh, economy, to me, economy is the biggest challenge to the market right now. And the economy is hit from several angles. Uh, two of the biggest uh, issues right now affecting the economy, and, and that's no secret, is COVID-19. Yeah, uh, and that's having major, major implications on the economy. And I think the uh, elephant in the room also is the Brexit negotiations that are going on right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, where we're going to be leaving end of December, and what uh, what have you negotiated in terms of our exit? So that's going to be very, very interesting, and that could have major, major implications on the economy and how we uh, do business with uh, Europe. Um, yeah, I, it is, it's, it's tricky as well, isn't it? Because all, all heads are kind of focused to, to COVID right now um, and dealing with the day-to-day challenges. And it's it's it's, it's almost like Brexit. It's not been forgotten about, but it's just kind of in the background when really it should be in the foreground because it's just such a major change is, and is going to have such a major impact, I guess, on the way that we do business. So, yeah, I agree. I think you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, obviously, the, we know the current climate is challenging. Um, mm. There are a lot of candidates out there. And I guess one question that I'm keen to put to you is, you know, really, how do you think that people should be looking to promote themselves in this climate? And how have you actually gone about, you know, how do you distinguish yourself and create your own kind of personal brand within the market? Yeah, I think uh, being a consultant, I've been a consultant for over uh, 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always see myself as um, not as a contractor or or as an interim filling gap. I really see myself as uh, I must develop uh, a brand where I'm doing over and above whatever the immediate requirements are. Mm-hmm. In how can I do that? In, in the the way I have done it is to say I gotta be more flexible, I gotta be more adaptable, and always have an attitude to say that uh, I can I can if there are new challenges coming into play, then don't back off. Have confidence in your ability to deliver on that on that challenge, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I think. Uh, uh, in terms of promoting yourself is is to say that that is what the client is looking for. My um, advice in, in promoting oneself would be to say, don't be rigid, uh, be flexible and adaptable and always have um, uh, an attitude to learn something uh, new. Every time you go to a client, always have an objective to say, Whilst I'm going to give a lot of my experience and knowledge to the client, I'm also going to make sure I'm taking something away from them in terms of knowledge and experience. Because yeah. every client, it doesn't matter how big it is, how big they are, 
there is there are they are very unique uh in, unique in terms of the processes in terms of the culture in terms of the people um and their attitudes and you can always pick that something up from there where you've actually developed yourself yeah um, absolutely absolutely yeah. I, yeah i agree i mean i think um you know i've been focused on um recruitment now for almost 20 years and i think though those certainly on the contracting side, those contractors that have got over and above um, in terms of delivery and flexibility and willingness to help are those that are also going to be asked back by the client um, or asked yeah. to have their contracts extended. Um, yeah. And I think there's always been a difference between, you know, someone that sees themselves as a contractor or an interim and someone that sees themselves as, you know, an integral part of the business, regardless yeah. of how they're, they're being paid. So I agree. I think yeah. you're absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, I guess in a nutshell, it's kind of expanding your knowledge so that you can be flexible to each client and I guess give them options, really. Um, and, and then once you've gone through the options and decided on the course of action, it's then being able to facilitate the, the change with them. And that can obviously be tricky, as you say, because people... Yeah are often a bit risk adverse or change adverse and yeah. you know may have done something but the same way for many many years so <clears throat> absolutely okay so what would you say now you know to what would your advice be to anyone starting out in this business uh when somebody is starting new it's there there are three four things that they got to make sure uh they develop one is their their base level knowledge something's something they can give to the client. So they gotta have a good grinding um in in the in the in the in the in the uh, risk management or whatever you do, risk management, governance, controls. Uh so once they they have a good basic ground knowledge of what they're uh what they're gonna be addressing, that's very important. Uh and then what I said earlier was the adaptability and flexibility to say that uh, I'm willing to take on this additional work if I need to, rather than sticking to uh, rigidly to the the contract, you know, because every time I go, you know, they they want to have that little bit extra. So, you know, you look at risk management and it's actually Barry, can you please look at our governance committees as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know how they're operating and how we can improve it and you can't really say no you say look yeah okay sure i'll come and <laughs> some added yeah. value some added value for yeah. them i'm guessing yeah, yeah. so Absolutely. definitely my advice would be for uh, uh to, to, to always um do that and the other thing also is to keep developing yourself mm-hmm. there's always something you can learn so mm-hmm. absolutely Absolutely. Always being open to, to, to new areas and new ideas, I guess. Um, yes. So obviously, you know, look, it is challenging at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think the, the kind of challenges of the, the ever-changing nature of the industry yeah. are right now? Um, I think uh, that's a very interesting question because I think there are quite a few challenges coming through. Um, and uh, uh, what I feel is that if you break that down, you can actually look at it from strategic challenges that are coming through, uh, operational challenges that are coming through, uh, regulatory challenges, and board and governance challenges. Because we're operating in a new normal now, and yeah. therefore 
you know, um, there are loads of strategic issues that are coming through right now. You know, you're challenging the business model. Um, so where is the challenges you're looking at it in the, in, in the industry, looking at it from the risk management's perspective, is to say that if I'm the chief risk officer, I really got to be engaged with the board uh, mm-hmm. and the management in terms of the strategic objectives and what are the what is the business model? How are we going to be uh, uh, profitable? How are we going to meet our objectives? Uh, five-year plan, uh, three-year plan, and what adjustments have been made uh, in the new normal? Um, and where do we see the market going through uh, mm-hmm. in the next few years? Now, mm-hmm. credit risk, uh, for example, is a big, big issue right now to say that right, right now the... Uh, Excuse me, what I'm seeing is that there are rear levels and everything's just looking good for most businesses. You don't see the numbers coming through. Mm-hmm. But then you're also saying that actually, is that because of furlough scheme that's come in place where people are secure? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that furlough scheme is going to end in, uh, in this month, in October. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what is going to be the impact after there? Are we going to, are we going to see massive redundancies coming into play? And is that going to be affecting the economy, um, the unemployment levels, the real levels, the possession, the confidence in the market? Then you look at the the, the Brexit on top of that. Um, So, you know, what is going to be the credit risk position? So you you start looking at those challenges and you're saying that is our risk appetite robust enough? Are mm-hmm. we happy with what's coming through? What is ICAP telling us in terms of stress testing? Can we withstand some of these stresses that may come through? Yeah. So I think risk management in terms of challenges, we've got to be um, aware of these issues and we've got to make sure that our key risk indicators, our risk appetite, our key performance indicators, those are robust and, and, and they will tell us in advance if there is even slight movement, if the, if the needle is moving in any direction, can we pick it up early? Mm-hmm. And we can start acting on it straight away. So that's the strategic uh, angle I think we've got to be uh, aware of. And I think from operational perspective, I think that is very, very interesting because uh, I remember uh, looking at, you know, working with some of these businesses in the past in technology was saying, you know, that, oh, we don't have the technology to... To you know, to let people work from home, we're not really yeah. sure. <laughs> Hope they have now. They have now. So you're thinking, God, ah, they actually, you know, where yeah. there's a will, there is a way. And mm-hmm. I am quite impressed with quite a lot of organisations that are actually have the capability or the um, uh, the, the 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 attitude to actually invest in their technology to make sure they can. Um, their staff can work from home. Uh, and that in itself then brings in new risks um, and therefore mm-hmm. the risk management um, in terms of the challenges to the industry, the risk management team has to be really, really uh, on the ball to make sure are we picking up any new risks that are coming up in in these new uh, circumstances and new processes. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you've got data protection, you've got technology issues, mm-hmm. uh, and also, so those are these the sort of um, sort of 
sort of solid things you can actually measure to say, you know, what are the key performance indicators? What are the key risk indicators? Can we pick something up when it's not happening or something wrong is happening? And, uh, you know, uh, how do we address that? What are the exceptions? Uh, what are the delegated authorities? How do we escalate that in accordance with the gravity of the exception? And then I think you also got to look at the softer side of it as well, the people side. Mm-hmm. Because uh, a lot of people are working on their own. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 the, you know the, the 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 mental well-being, the health and safety issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the key things that we got to make sure. And then the whole the 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 firm culture has moved on. Because when you've got everybody working in the office, you can develop your own culture. And you've got the office, the, the firm culture, the vision, the values. Now mm-hmm. you've got people spread out in in, uh, in their homes and working from home. Yeah. How do you develop that culture? How do you maintain that culture? Mm-hmm. And that is a challenge uh, for a lot of companies. And, uh, and it's to see how risk management can actually step in and help out in saying that, look, these are the, the, some of the ways we can actually make sure we develop, maintain, and enhance. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's so many, there are so many challenges right now. And, and whether that is, you know, actually in relation to the, the credit risk or whether that's the, I guess, the more tangible operational risk issues, um, you know, it, yeah. the, the market has changed, the, the way of working has changed. And everyone, regardless of whether it's financial services or any industry, has, has got to... Yeah to adapt and, and, and make sure that they've got the measures in place to support working from home, to support their staff. And, you know, I've worked from home for, for many years and always had the option to go into the office. So I'm quite used to it. But for a lot of people, you know, sitting on your own in a flat, staring yeah, at four walls. It's, and, <laughs> it's completely different, isn't it? It does yeah. take a while to, to get your head around it. So I think absolutely, you know, really, really valid points. Um, so coronavirus, you know, obviously the, the, the pandemic, it's affected everyone's work um, over the last six months. How, how has it affected your work and, and, and how do you think, I guess, going forward, um, the pandemic will affect your industry and, and the overall kind of risk market? Mm. I, I think that, I think more needs to be seen in terms of how that's going to go forward. Mm-hmm. But I think what I've seen up to now is in and in, in that balancing out with the IR35 as well, where now, yeah. so so you know you, when you take that combination is to say how do we as consultants uh, uh, develop our business model so we are managing clients' expectations and we've got to move away from the time based where you you know complete your timesheet every week and this the client authorizes it and so that way uh, of uh, working i think definitely will change um mm-hmm. you have to have specific contract to say these are the items i'm going to deliver and if you deliver anything extra that's over and above that's fine mm-hmm. and you can still continue to do that mm-hmm. but you need to have um if you're working effectively uh then you know you you know you'll do something uh quicker uh, yeah, but then you know that gives uh, free time to the client to say, "Look, I've finished my work, and if mm-hmm. you need anything else developing, let me know. I'll, I'm more than happy to help you out on that." So, so that's mm-hmm. 
that's that. And what I've also noticed is that, uh, as I said earlier about the COVID-19 and, and the focus of the business on the operational issues um, in terms of providing uh, services, uh, maintaining uh, the high level of service to the customers, um, the focus on the risk management has been how can you how can you help us in specialist areas? Mm-hmm. So where I have noticed is that they are coming to me and saying, oh, can you do us our ICAP or can you help us with ICAP or ILAP or recovery plan or, or risk mitigation programs? And how can you help us implement those recommendations into our processes or controls? Uh, mm-hmm. So that is where I've noticed uh, a major shift. Um, okay. What I noticed before was I was going in there, looking at their frameworks, developing their frameworks, uh, looking at the uh, implementing their frameworks, looking at how the board operates, the governance committees operate. Can they make any improvements to that? But now uh, it is more relating to the specialist work, and that's actually paid benefit for my um, to me because. Uh, when I was earlier on, when I had no experience on ILAP or ICAP or recovery plan, because I, I was flexible and adaptable to learn new things, um, I picked up those specialist uh, areas in terms of my knowledge base. So now when they come to me, I don't have to worry about it and I can say I can help you out. And have you anything else that you would like to add, um, you know, around the topics that we've discussed today, Barrett? Well, I think we've uh, we've pretty well covered quite a bit. Uh, in, and, and in conclusion, really, I would like to say that risk management is in a um, in a very good place. Uh, in there are some very exciting times coming up in terms of uh, how we, a second line can adapt our, uh, our our processes, our controls, our mindset in developing and helping the business in its strategic objectives, in, 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 its, in, in its challenges that are coming out, you know, monitoring the trends, monitoring the credit risk portfolio, monitoring the behavior of the portfolio, getting engaged into the regulatory submissions like ICAP, ILAB, recovery plans, proactively engaging with um, uh, ALCO in providing challenge and oversight. So I think there are some very, very good, uh, exciting times coming up uh, mm-hmm. and as well. And then, you know, building on top of that, you, you know, you're talking about some excellent technology um, developments coming up in the market where you've got mm-hmm. coming in. So the challenger banks with less overheads, better technology, uh, better funding, you know, you've got artificial intelligence coming up uh, as, as a key uh, area where, you know, a lot of companies can improve their, their processes. So, you know, these are cost savings that are coming up. And, uh, and, 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 and then you've got, especially within the billing society as well, you've got the democrat, uh, demographic uh, changes where you've got the majority of customers are uh, elder customers and, and mm-hmm. how you attract the new generation that are more tech, tech savvy. They, you mm-hmm. know, they don't need a passbook. You know, they're happy to do online banking. So yeah. how do we adapt ourselves? I think risk management has got a really, really good sort of 
uh, role to play in, in making sure that the, the, the senior management, the expo, the board are focusing on these new challenges coming up. Mm-hmm. How do we make sure that we as smaller banks or building societies and medium-sized banks and building societies, how do we make sure that we've got the technology to be to that can be developed to meet these challenges? Because that is coming up. There is no two ways about it. I mean, you know, my own experience when I went to Italy in 2018, you know. I've got, you know, I, I opened up an, an account with a, uh, another bank so that, you know, I could, could buy things in Italy, in euros, uh, from, you know, on the phone. And all I had to do was just swipe it and just okay. use it. It was just yeah. absolutely superb. Now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, if I had a one of the bigger banks, uh, and I have an account with one of the bigger banks, but would I have been able to do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The answer was no. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. And the rates as well, the FX rates, the foreign exchange rates were superb. Mm-hmm, the rates mm-hmm. they were giving me were much better than what the the rates I was getting on the market uh, on yeah. the high street. So I'm mm-hmm. saying, and I didn't have to go to the high street. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, I, th- I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it is exciting times for risk management. I think it's got a, yes. you know, it has a massive role to to play in, in in terms of the industry going forward. And you know, hopefully, Barrett, that that will translate into, you know, lots of opportunities for people looking to get into risk as a career right now, or people like yourself that have been working in risk management for many years and, you know, have some really good expertise to, to bring to the table. So thank you. Thank you very much for taking the time to, to, to speak to us today. And um, I'm sure that anyone listening to this will, will find it very, very useful.